0: In today's show, we look ahead to Friday in the NBA. There are nine games on. We look at what we're watching for, injuries. We look at streaming as well, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline is where the game starts. All right. Did I say it? Yeah, I might as well say it now. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I don't know what happened then. My brain just went blank, but it's not blank because it's full of lots of information about the games for Friday. So we're going to talk about them now. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) All right. The Wizards, they're taking on old mates, the Orlando Orlando Magic. And I'm going to be honest with you, I got no idea. I, I, I don't know. There's no spread um, available for this game yet. I'll talk about what I know on the Wizards side of things, because on the Magic side of things, we don't know. They haven't issued league suspensions yet. We don't know whether they will. We assume that they will. On the Washington side, Bradley Beal is questionable after missing one game with a hamstring issue, and Taj Gibson is questionable. On the Magic side, we know a out. We know Isaac's out. We know Jalen Suggs is out. And they did happen to list Mo Wagner as questionable with an illness. Okay, sure, no worries, mate. Um, they also listed, I think, Wendell Carter questionable with some other made-up um, issue. Let me go back and have a look at that. Because I, I just don't know what to buy with it. I don't know what to believe in terms of who's playing, who isn't playing. There's just a lot of different things that we need to, uh, needs to pass under the, the bridge. And we will find out once they go through all that data, and tell us. um, Mo Bumbers the other one who was listed questionable, not Carter, sorry. So Mo Bumbers questionable, Mo Wagner's questionable, but Mo Wagner's probably going to get suspended. Mo Bumba's almost definitely going to get suspended for leaving the bench area. And that goes the same for Franz Wagner, who left the bench, Wendell Carter, who left the bench, Cole Anthony left the bench, Gary Harris left the bench, Admiral Schofield left the bench, um, Kevon Harris left the bench, uh, all of these guys left the bench area. RJ Hampton left the bench. So this just could be a bunch of players out and we don't know who. And if all of them are out one game, well, they don't have enough players to field a team. So they'd have to stagger those players. So we just don't know. But there's going to be big, big streaming opportunities on the Magic team. One guy I'll tell you will not get suspended and that's Bol Bol. He won't get suspended. He was on the court when the incident happened and he didn't even go and go and help his teammates or remonstrate. at all. He just stood in the middle of the court. So he won't be suspended. Confident with that one. On the Wizards, I want to watch Dan Gafford because he started the last couple of games. He played 24 minutes last game. That's enough. Dan Gafford, 24 minutes is enough. I would add him. I did add him. I think he's at least worth having. And I don't think it's a Beal thing. He doesn't need usage. He needs playing time. And they're going big. And it's not Beal related. So I think Gafford is a 12-team option. I also want to Rui Hachimura, who really, really stepped up last game. We knew he would get more usage, and he triple whammyed it. He got more minutes, he got more usage, and he shot 85%. Like, if he had got more minutes and more usage and shot 30%, it would look dreadful because he gets no peripheral stats. But he did it and it fools people. I'm not saying you can't add him. And if Beal is out, he will get that usage opportunity again. But he's definitely more points league than category leagues. I wouldn't bother in a 12 team category league. But if Beal is out, hey, if you're looking for points, then yeah, I-, I get it. He can do that. As I said on the Magic, no idea. We don't know who's going to play. There's going to be wholesale people out, would be my guess. If they don't suspend these guys, then I don't know what the rules for because they all left the bench and went over to the other team's bench. Um, but we'll find out. We don't know that at this stage. Suns Raptors is the next game we take a look at. It is a back-to-back for the Raptors. They're the only team with a Thursday, Friday back-to-back Toronto. Um, we know Cam Johnson is out. We know Devin Booker is out. But there are a couple of key ones in Phoenix that we haven't got updates on yet. That's Cameron Payne and Landry Shamet, who, of course... If either one of those guys plays and the other one doesn't, then there's a big opportunity for them to step into a larger role. Now, I think if Shamit plays, he, he was able to play 30 straight away. Payne's been out for weeks, so even if he does return, and I don't think they want to play Payne and Paul together as the starting backcourt. I think Payne won't get 24 off the bench, and Shamit would still get his 30. And the guy that misses, of course, is Dwayne Washington. What we do want to watch is the interplay in. Um, I, I'll talk about. Actually, I didn't talk about the Raptors injuries because Fred VanVleet is questionable for Thursday's game with the back issue. And Precious Achua is questionable. We don't know whether they're going to play Thursday, so we don't know whether they're going to play Friday. Christian Coloco, also questionable. Almost no way he plays, in my opinion. Um, on In Phoenix, I want to watch the Jock Landau and Josh Okogi situation. Landau started the last game, and then Kogi replaced him at halftime. Landau can put up numbers, but yeah, how often do they want to go big, especially against a Raptors team? Like, do they need two centers out there? Probably not. The Raptors play zero centers. So I don't think that we're going to see Landau start. So Okogi and Tory Craig do get um, opportunities to be stream options here. And then on the Raptors side of things, we want to see Gary Trent, whose minutes are a key factor. If a Turin family at play, what does Trent do? Is he a 20-minute-a-night guy? He would trend towards a drop pretty quickly. Also, Scotty Barnes, after there was a lot of criticism, rightfully so, his last two games have been very good. And again, it's rightfully so to praise him for those two good games. Let's see if we get consistency in his shooting and that uptick in production that has come in those last couple of games. That's going to be key for us to watch. Lakers-Hawks is the next game. The Hawks are five-point favorites. A lot of injuries that we need to watch in Atlanta. Three starters missed the last game. Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, and of course, the big man, Clint Capella. Lisa needs braces. Those absences open up a ton of stuff. Capella being out. Opens it up for a Kongwu. Trey Young being out, well, that somehow opened it up for Aaron Holiday, but it boosts AJ Griffin and Bogdan Bogdanovich. And Hunter out helps Bogdanovich and Griffin and someone like Jalen Johnson, who's played 20 plus minutes in each of the last two games after being out of the rotation prior to that. But we don't know whether those guys are going to be in or out. And on the Lakers side, at this point, all we know is that Anthony Davis is out. No one else currently is listed, but they're going to list seven guys. It's probable almost certainly Schroeder will be there, and LeBron will be there, and someone else will be there with a probable tag, no doubt. On the Lakers, the last two games, Troy Brown's been trending upwards, hitting threes at a high rate. 21 minutes last game, that's the same minutes as Lonnie Walker. That's something to watch. Is Brown going to force his way into rotation? We don't care in most formats. But deeper leagues want to pay attention. And then we also want to watch the tank, Tom Bryant. It's been a rocky run of things here for Bryant. 19 minutes on Christmas, 31 against the Magic, and then 23 only against the Heat. Against the Hawks, will he play more minutes? Does he turn the match up against the Kong? I still think he's must roster pretty clearly, but it is frustrating to see the minutes change like that. And then on the Hawks side of things, in Ineca Okonwu, even if Capella plays, I think you're worth holding on to a Kongwu because I don't think that Capella is going to come back first game back and play his full load of minutes, which should give Kongwu 24 to 25 minutes of playing time, which is enough to be a rule player. And then I want to see what they do um, with Jalen Johnson. Well, actually, now that I'm recording this, Clint Capella just has been ruled out. So there you go. Just literally right now, Capella out. So that does help, obviously. Um, A Kongwu. Trey Young's been upgraded to probable, and De'Andre Hunter is questionable. So there you go. Um, And the Lakers, of course. Uh, Yeah, this just happened as we did it now. Schroeder, probable. Lonnie Walker, probable. Austin Reeves, probable. But LeBron is listed as questionable. All right, that just happened as I'm recording it. Back to the Hawks. With Capella out, Jalen Johnson is back in the mix because you get a Kongwu and John Collins playing the center minutes, meaning the more Collins plays at center, uh, the more Collins plays. Yeah, more Collins plays at center, the more opportunities there are at power forward. And if Hunter is out, that ha- helps Jalen Johnson too, because Hunter can slide up to the four. But if he's out, then there's nobody else to play that position. So deeper leagues and maybe even 14 team leagues could stream Jalen Johnson. Maybe it's a it's a maybe. Today's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. You're out with your friends, you're having a few drinks, and a few become a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby, you can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. We've got the Pistons and the Bulls. And similarly to Orlando, we don't know the status in Detroit, but those guys didn't leave the bench because the brawl wasn't on their bench. But what we do expect, and I'm I'm just going to say it, like Killian Hayes is out. Like he's not playing. There's no way that Killian Hayes is playing in this game. Sorry to tell you. I don't know how long he's going to be out. I don't know what the suspension is going to be, but there is zero chance that Killian Hayes plays in this game. It's just not going to happen. Um, I don't know about Marvin Bagley, who's missed the last two games with illness. And Hamadou Diallo could face a suspension as well. Isaiah Livers is probably still out with his shoulder issue while um, Lonzo Ball is out for the Bulls. But they got some better news because Alex Caruso has been upgraded to probable and Javante Green is still probable. But Patrick Williams has entered the injury report as questionable and Kobe White, who left last game early with a knee problem, is questionable. So with Williams maybe out, then you're going to get... A bigger and, and Derek Jones questionable, you're going to have to get more minutes from Javante Green. They're going to have to play smaller lot with DeRozan at the four, and that would give opportunities for guys like Dasumu and Dragic, even with Caruso available, because they'll have to play dual point guard lineups quite a bit. So there is a little bit here with White and Williams and Jones, all questionable. On the piston side of things, we saw Sadiq Bey really step up last game. He did get hot shooting, but he closed the game over Isaiah Stewart, and that's got nothing to do with Killian Hayes or Hamadou Diallo's ejection. Nothing. He just played over Stewart. So we want to watch that. Like, is he going to have an opportunity to split minutes with Stuart? Was it a one game thing? We've seen him play 19 minutes. We've seen him play 27. He played like 34 last game. Like, what do we do with Sadiq Bay? I think he's got a larger chance. Like Alec Burks, which we'll talk about in a second. Alec Burks might start for Hayes and then go back to the bench. Bay probably doesn't start here with the ejections, but like there's a chance that he eats into Stuart's playing time on a consistent basis. I don't think he's a great player. I don't think he's a significantly high upside player. But I think the chance for him to have sustained value is higher than Burks. Let's talk about Burks. I like Burks. He started the second half for Killian Hayes. There's no guarantee he starts the next game. They might go because it is Dwayne Casey. They might start Corey Joseph, which of course would be horrendous. But I think starting Burks and letting Jaden Ivey run point guard would be better. And it makes sense. And that's what they did the second half of last game. So Burks, I think, is an ad for at least this game as long as Hayes is out. But as I said, I think Bay has the chance to slowly work into more longer-term value. But the Bulls said, we want to watch Pat Williams. He played 41 minutes last game. He didn't do a huge amount, but now he's questionable. So his status is key. And then also Desumu, who's playing some big minutes, 34 last game. He's not playing them massively well. Like last game, he had the game-winning dunk and, or game, sorry, the, the dunk that sent the game to overtime and he had four points in the rest of the game in an overtime game. He just doesn't do enough for fantasy leagues. He doesn't, he doesn't at all. And with Caruso back, like Desumu's he wasn't a 12-team league guy anyway. But that value is going to drop off. Now, maybe he can maintain value if Kobe White is out. But, you know, we don't know that yet. Let's go to the next game. Wolves-Bucks walk your eight-point favorites over Minnesota. We know Towns is out, Prince is out, McLaughlin's out. We don't have an update yet on Christopher Middleton or— not Christopher, sorry. It's James Christian Middleton or on Drew Holiday. And Kyle Anderson's missed the last few with that back issue. Of course, on the uh, Wolves side, of thing, with Anderson out, Naz Reid has been flying 25, 29, 25 minutes the last three games off the bench. Does that change when Anderson returns? Anderson will—if pro- they're not starting Reid now, they're not going to start Reid when Anderson returns. So Anderson will start over Austin Rivers. But what does that leave Reed? Like, where does his minutes go? Because you'll have McDaniels, Anderson, Gobert all there. So, does Reed play 20? Is he only playing behind Gobert? Do they go double big again? That's something we need to watch. Now, Reed is a 12 team league guy. And I think he can maintain 20 minutes at least, but he might not. We want to watch that. also want to watch D'Angelo Russell because he's been playing much better. The minutes are through the roof. He had two games off with a knee issue, then he's come back 37, 35, 38, 39, 36, 38. They're huge minutes. Russell was sometimes playing 29 minutes at the start of the season. Yes, injuries have really um, benefited him and given him extra playing time, but he is playing at a really high level. or a, Sorry, try again. At a much higher level than he was. I don't know that it can sustain, but... We're finding a bit of rhythm with Towns out there relying upon him more. Now, maybe when Towns comes back, he's going to play fewer minutes. That's what happened earlier this season. So it could be a little bit of a sell high for him. On the buck side of things, I want to watch Bobby Portis and his playing time. He did see the minutes rise with Drew and uh, James Middleton out last game. So let's see that playing time because it had been pretty poor prior to that and the numbers were trending towards a drop. But with a banged up team, he's got value. And then I do also want to watch Giannis. Giannis. To talk a to. Because he's been struggling. Like yesterday, yes, he had 40 points and people were like posting a top performance. "Where's Where's Giannis? Where's Giannis? Where's Giannis? Well, he was the 40th best player for category leagues yesterday because he was so disgustingly destructive in field goal percentage and disgustingly destructive in free throw percentage. And then he didn't bring threes or steals or blocks. Like it's great to have big scoring, but that is what makes you Jordan Clarkson. That's what makes you Nick Young back in the day. Like you can score a lot, but you can do something else. And he is actively hurting in, in free throw percentage, but at the moment, field goal percentage too. Like, get your shit figured out, my guy. We need those big field goal percentages to come back. Next game, 76ers and Pelicans. The Pelicans are two-point favorites. Ingram looks like he'll be out again. They ask him, when are you going to be back? And he's oh yeah, it's getting there. We'll be, we'll be there soon. So he's not playing this game. I don't think he's playing on Saturday either. Um, but Torres Maxey is. Tangles will return against the Pelicans. Um, on the Pelican side, Herb Jones and Larry Nance are both questionable. Of course, if those guys are out, then you really get an opportunity to fire up Jackson Hayes. You get that extra value for Trey Murphy and for Najee Marshall as well. On the Philadelphia side, I want to watch George Niang and also want to watch D'Anthony Melton's minutes. We're not dropping Melton yet. We want to see what develops here with Maxi back. Does Maxi start straight away? Does Melton start and Maxi comes off the bench to ramp up minutes? Does PJ Tucker lose minutes? Does Niang lose minutes? He's been a great three-point streamer. These are all very key questions to watch for the Sixers. And for the Pelicans, Trey Murphy remains a 12-team league guy. He's actually top 100 on the season. Yes, that will change, I'm guessing, when Ingram comes back. But he does need to be rostered now, and then we make that decision later on. And then I want to watch Jackson Hayes. Like, Can he fit in the rotation if both Jones and Nance play? I don't think so. But he's been better. Last game wasn't too good, 3-3. Three and three. But the minutes have been there, and we want to see if he can fit in. And if Jones and Nance are out, like, is there is there value in in streaming in Jackson in those deeper formats? Today's episode is also brought to you by Rocket Money. Say goodbye to last year's outdated, disorganized methods of managing your money, and say hello to Rocket Money, the better way to hack your finances in 2023. Rocket Money. Rocket, 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 we can't think. We can't think. Come on, right. right. come on, come on, come on. It's formerly known as Truebill. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Rocket Money will quickly and easily identify the subscriptions for you so you can stop paying for the ones that you don't want. Rocket Money makes cancelling subscriptions as easy as a click of a button. Simply find the subscription that you don't want and press cancel and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. No more long hold times with customer service or tedious emailing back or forth. Stop throwing your money away, cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash NBA. That's rocketmoney.com slash NBA. rocketmoney.com slash on. NBA. Heat Nuggets. Denver are five-point favorites in this game. We know that Deadman is out. We know that Omey seven is out. But on the um, Denver side, Jamal Murray, the headmaster, will return. He rested last game. But we don't know about Aaron Gordon, who's missed two straight, or Bruce Brown, who sprained his ankle Tuesday and then missed Wednesday. Those guys, their status is unknown. J- Jeff Green is out as well. Um, he's going to be out for, a, you know, Three, four more weeks uh, with that um, finger slash, finger sprain slash fracture. On the Miami side of things, it was a bit of a down game last one from Hero. The shot just didn't fall. I want to continue to watch what his playing time looks like. Not his playing. Oh, yes, his playing time. So he's been playing like 38 minutes a night. And earlier, he was at 33, 34. So with a team that actually looks healthy for once, where does Hero sit in the usage pecking order? And where the minutes go. Because Kyle Lowry has been upgraded to probable after missing last games for personal reasons. So that sounds really, really promising. So we're, we're happy for that. Also, Victor Oladipo, with a, with a healthy team, what does he do? He, at this point, is really just a steals and defensive stats streamer. He had three steals, two blocks last game, but nothing else. And he's shooting really poorly still. 25-minute night, Victor Oladipo is not a must-roster player. It's a streamer for steals, but let's see where he goes. Because it's not like Max Struess is playing particularly well. It's not like he's getting huge shooting numbers. So where Oladipo fits with Vincent, with Struess on that bench unit, and then with all those starters, we're going to see a fully healthy team probably for the first time this season, not including Deadman in that, obviously. On the Denver side, Maga Jr., back-to-back really good games. And the important thing is it was back-to-back. That was really important. I think he's a sell-high. If someone wants to give you a top 60 player, I would do it. But let's see if he can continue that. And he played 35 minutes in that game against the Kings yesterday, which, again, is super encouraging. I also want to watch the five-minute man, Bones Highland, who played 33 minutes with Murray out, but hadn't cracked 20 for six straight prior to that. Did that game get his confidence back? Does that get Malone's confidence in him back? 25 minutes of Bones Highland is enough. And if Bruce Brown is out, then maybe Highland can get that. So if I added him with Murray out, maybe he's a hold, just to see how they use him, especially if we hear that Brown or Gordon... Are out, but if he goes back to under 20 minutes in this one, even with those guys out, like, see you later. Like, no way, I'm holding him. Blazers Warriors. The Blazers are three and a half point favorites on the road. That's an iffy line. I know the Warriors aren't great, but at home they're basically unbeatable. They just don't lose at home. Gary Payton will be out again. The longest injury recovery of all time. Uh, Justice Winslow's out. Nassir Little's out. Steph Curry's out. And Andrew Wiggins, while he's healed from his groin injury, he is doubtful for this game with that illness. Clay will return, but we don't know about Jermichael Green. I want to watch Anthony Simons. I'm always watching Anthony Simons. His usage, assist rate, and shooting percentages when he plays alongside Damian Lillard. Is he a top 70 player or a top 100 player? I think top 100. He might be top 70. We will find out. And that's what we're trying to gather information on. I also want to watch Josh the Hitman hard, who's been really solid. He's probably still not rostered in enough leagues. But watching him, who recently the usage has been a little bit better, watching what he's able to do and how he fits and where he sort of fits pecking order-wise. For the Warriors, with Wiggins likely out again, then DiVincenzo going to remain a solid stream option. He's still available in lots of leagues. Look at him, and then we'll see what happens later on. And then also want to watch Milk, Ty Jerome. Yes, he was great last game, but he played 20 minutes plus in four straight games prior to that game. Now, I do I have confidence in Milk? Not really, But the minutes were there. And for deeper leagues, 20 plus minutes a night from a point guard who can get some assists, who popped off in that game against the Jazz. Oh, it's a little bit interesting. It's something we have to pay some attention to. And I hate to say it because it's milk, but we do have to pay attention. The Jazz and the Kings. The Kings are three point favorites in this one. At the moment, not one player from either team is listed on the injury report. And I don't, that's, that's literally amazing. I've never seen that. For the Jazz, I want to watch Walker Kessler. He only played 20 minutes last game, but it was still 20 and he blocked three shots and that's enough. Still hold him. And then I want to watch Colin Sexton who played like 18 minutes and that's not enough. It's not enough at all. So Sexton is not a 12-team league guy. He's got an empty fantasy game in general. And if he's not playing 30 minutes or getting 30 usage, then what's the point of him? The point is, it's not there. So let's see if anything changes, but I really doubt that. For the Kings, Keegan Murray has really struggled. I don't believe he's a must Roster to play. He'll have big games that make you go, ooh, and then he stinks and they limit his minutes. Not worth it. I also watched Trey Lyles, who's played 20 minutes in three consecutive games. One of those was with, without Sabonis, and another one was a weird one where Herder and Barnes and Murray all played under 25 minutes. But it's at least something to watch. I don't know why they're doing it. Interestingly, they've taken Terrence Davis out of the rotation, which is a curious decision. And by curious, I mean, like bad. Like I don't know why they would take Terrence Davis out of the rotation, but they have. But who am I to criticize? They just knocked off the Nuggets. Yes, they lost the two games prior to that. And they're two they two and three over their last five games. But it is something they've done. And they got Rashawn Holmes back into the rotation a little bit. And they got, gave more minutes to Lyles. But is 20 minutes of Lyles enough for 10-10 leagues? No. 12? No. Fourteen, maybe, but probably not. But watching his role, someone asked about it on the mailbag show I did earlier today, and I, I sort of poo-pooed like Lyles as a 12 team. Guy. I don't still believe that, but the fact that they're taking Davis out of the rotation and giving extra minutes to Lyles, we do at least have to pay some level of attention to that. The back to backs, there's a lot Friday, Saturday, and with only nine games on Friday, Saturday, you can probably stream these guys in. So Walker Kessler and Nazarie, the two obvious ones, these guys are available in over 40% of leagues. Not only are they good value options on a single-day basis, they've got a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back. Trey Murphy, Alex Caruso is a good stream. Caleb Martin, not sexy, but two games is two games. Alec Burks, Jalen Noel, and Max Strus. So after the Alec Burks line, you can see that it drops fairly significantly. But you've got six really strong options to get two games for the price of one. Kessler, Reed, Murphy, Caruso, Martin, Burks, and then there's Noel and Strus. We're just looking at Friday. These guys, again, are all available in this for Category Leagues. These are all available in over 50% um, of, of leagues. Yeah, they're yeah, available in over 50% of leagues. Dante DiVincenzo, got to add him. Daniel Gafford, I think you got to add him. Malik Monk, it's worth it. Contavious Caldwell Pope, yeah, maybe. Alec Caruso, Al, not Alec, Alex Caruso for his steals, definitely. Alec Burks for some scoring punch. Naz Reed, yes. And Tory Craig, yeah, with potential absences, yes. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% of leagues. Najee Marshall, with the potential Jones is out and the definite situation that Ingram's out. Grayson Allen, he's available like everywhere. Drew Eubanks, Patrick Beverly, I'd even consider him a 12-team league guy. Terrence Davis, yeah, I had that in there, then I realized he's not in the rotation, so scrap that. Jalen Noel, Pat Connaughton, and Anthony Lamb in Golden State. Throw Ty Jerome on that list as well. For points league streaming, these guys are all available in 40% of leagues. Tom Bryant, Markel Fultz, shouldn't be, but they are, go grab them. Dante DiVincenzo, Alec Burks, Malik Monk as a streamer, Dan Gafford, Naz Reed, and Walker Kessler. Every one of those players is rostered in under 60% of leagues. So I don't, that, that's, that's a lot right? of availability for guys who are clear. Every one of those guys, except for Burks, who is a clear one-day stream at least, and, and Monk maybe, they're all clear guys that I would have in 12-team league rosters. So have a look if they're available in your format. The next four days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we've got three low-volume days, which is Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday is an 11-game day. So over those three low-volume days, no one plays three games because we never have back-to-back-to-backs, but these guys all play two low-volume games across the next three days. Kessler, Monk, Gafford, Reed, Caldwell-Pope, Monte Morris, Alex Caruso, and Trey Murphy. I've talked about nearly all of those guys already, but they've got two games over the next three days, some of them back-to-backs, which we just touched on but good value in those players. Over the next four days, so including an 11-game Monday, the first four names here, I think, are guys that we add and start regardless. Tom Bryant, DiVincenzo, Walker Kessler, and Emmanuel quickly with RJ Barrett out. So they've only got two games over the next four nights, but they should be on rosters for the time being. The next four players play three games over the next four nights, so trying to maximize games for ads, these are worth looking at. Nasrid, three games over the next four nights. I don't know what happens when Kyle Anderson returns, but you got to roster him. KCP and the Nuggets, three games over the next four nights. Trey Murphy and the Pelicans, three games over the next four nights. And Caleb Martin and the Heat, three games over the next four nights. That gives them that little bit of a boost to be added in your league. Guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. And leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.